the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and has come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. What are the words that you say to start a race? Yes. Ready, get set, go. Ready, get set, go. Yep. Any others? Um, on, your on your mark, get set, go. Yep. Either one of those are good. Either one of those. Now, a long, long, long time ago, I used to run races a lot. And there was a certain way that you stepped up to the line, right? And so there, let me show you, okay? There'd be a line, let's say the line's right here, okay? There's the line. You'd be all ready. Now, I wasn't very fast, so I didn't get down like sprinters, but you get up to the line and they say, ready, or on your marks, they come up like this. You just have your feet right on the line, right? Then they say, get set. So you put one foot back, and you lean over a little bit, and your arms are loose. And what'd they say? Go. You go just as fast as you could, right? You, I bet you have ran races like that. Yeah. Raise your hand if you've ever run in a race. It can be against your brother or your sister. It can be a friend. Anybody. That's right. 
And I bet someone said, either ready, set, go, when your market set, go, go, something like that, right? Well, did you know, did you know that the church has on your market set go twice in the year? And we celebrate them with seasons. It's on your market set go twice in the year. In Advent, we were preparing for the birth of Christ, right? We're preparing to hear about God with us. The sun's in your eyes, isn't it? I'm going to stand over here. All right. That's better. So in Advent, we were preparing to hear about the birth of Christ. That's kind of like on your marks. That's when you get up to the line and you're almost ready. Christmas is when you get ready to run as fast as you can. You put one leg back, everything's loose. That's why everything's so exciting, right? It's just about to happen, Christmas. And then we get to now, Epiphany, when we live everything that it means for God to be with us. We're figuring out what it means for God to live with us every day. And that's when we run as fast as we can. We'll do it again in Lent. We'll prepare for Easter, on your marks. We'll have Easter get set, and then we'll have months of Pentecost go. On your mark, get set, go. Time and time and time again. Right now, we're in Epiphany, which is when we celebrate Jesus being, oh, I'm sorry, celebrate Jesus being visited by the wise people. But we also celebrate all of us as a church trying to understand what it means for Jesus to live with us, what it means for Jesus to be with us. That's the most important part of all of this. It's good to prepare. It's good to celebrate. But living every day like Jesus is with us, how Jesus is with us, that's the main part of it. So the next time you're running a race, the next time you hear on your mark, get set, go, I want you to think about everything we do here in church as just like that. You prepare, you get ready, and then you try as best you can. Yes? Um, what, when did the wise men see the star? When did the wise men see the star? I don't know. There are things I don't know. Isn't that kind of cool? I bet there are things you don't know too. Yeah, we all don't know stuff. One more question, then we're going to pray. Yep. Um, there, there's... Um, um, I wonder what heaven looked like. Me too. But that sounds like a different children's sermon, doesn't it? <laughs> Should we be good for now? Okay. Let's be good. Should we pray? Yes. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for all of the, all of the silence and stillness that you gave to us in December and Advent. We give you thanks for all of the fun we had at Christmas. And we give you thanks now for the season of Epiphany. Help us to do as best we can, just like when we're running. Help us to think about everything we can do to live like you, to love like you, to serve like you. And in all of it, love us and all your people as we try 
as we might mess up, and as we try again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And a snack. For your sister, sure. There you go. I think my sister might like these ones. Sounds good. In the name of Jesus, amen. How many of you have ever run a race with on your mark, get set, and go? Yeah. It might, not, it might not have been recently, but at some point, on your mark, get set, go. Yeah. I knew a person. Actually, I ran against a person. He was on a rival team in college, and I feel like he kind of got the importance of which one was which out of order. You see, we get there, and during a track meet, or during even a cross-country meet, there's several races throughout the day. And so it wasn't always our turn to race right away. In fact, we were usually there for like four or five hours before we even had a chance to run. And me, I'd get off the bus, I'd find some shade or something, throw my bag there, and just kind of sit around, walk, do whatever. He'd get off the bus, and he'd immediately start warming up. And he's warming up, and he's warming up, and he's warming up, and he's going through all the steps, and an hour passed by, and, you know, I'm over here talking with someone, and he's around jogging. Another hour passed by, I'm watching a race, and he's jogging. Eventually, we'd both get to the starting line at the same time, and he looks tired. And I think, well, this is great for me. <laughs> And we'd run, and he was a really good runner because at that point, he'd already probably ran five miles. And we'd be running a five-mile race against each other. And at the end of it, we were neck and neck. We were right here. And so after two years of seeing this, I kind of took him to the side. I'm like, I don't know your name, but you should beat me every time. <laughs> you should be so much faster than me. Just don't warm up for so many hours beforehand. And you'll do a lot better. And it, you know, he told me something about, well, it takes me a long time to get warm, blah, blah, blah. Next year comes. I get off the bus. He gets off the bus. He's not warming up. I'm thinking, oh, this isn't going to go good. He's not warming up still. Eventually, we start warming up at the same time. We get to the line. We go, and he beats me by like 10 minutes. <laughs> now, on the one hand, that was a terrible idea on my part. But it was really neat to see someone reach their potential. The church year is kind of like this. We go through Advent, and it's our preparation. We get to Christmas, but it's not the main event. We get to Christmas, and it's the electricity of almost being there. And we get to Epiphany, and the season after Epiphany, and this, this is where we're living every day. This is where we're doing our best and trying our hardest and living out the reality of what it is to be Christians in this everyday life. And we'll do it again. Lent will prepare. Easter will be this joyous celebration. But it's the electricity in the air. Because Pentecost and the time after is our everyday life. This is where the church exists. 
sometimes I think we're kind of like that runner that gets off the bus and wastes our energy in different places. Because I don't know about you, but I'm arriving at Epiphany kind of tired. I did a whole lot of celebrating in Advent. I ate a whole lot of cookies at Christmas. And I took a whole lot of energy just getting to this moment of living the everyday life. As we focus on stewardship in January, I think one of the places we can focus is on where we're spending our time and where we're spending our energy and how we're spending it and whether or not it's bringing us to the moments of faith as best as we can. When you get through your day or as you're living your day, do you find yourself with a lot of energy to be able to do the work that Christ is calling you to do? Maybe yes. Maybe no. As you're living your day and as you're going throughout your day, do you find yourself with the appropriate amount of energy to think through what you will be giving both to the church and to other benevolent needs throughout your community this year? Maybe yes, maybe no. As you live your day and as you move throughout your day, do you find yourself having the energy and the time to listen, to dwell with others, and to share with others your own story? Maybe yes, maybe no. I think there's a lot we can learn from being, being able to spend our energy in the right places at the right time. Why are you able to do those things? Or why aren't you able to do those things? What's keeping you from being able to share? What's keeping you from being able to listen? What's keeping you from being able to give? From time to time, we need someone else from another congregation or another team to pull us aside and say, hey, you're warming up a whole lot before this race. You could be doing a lot better. In the text today, we have Herod. We have Herod who hears about the coming of Christ but all of his energy has been put into the wrong place. His energy is being put into preserving his own self. His energy is being put into preserving his kingdom. His energy is being put into preserving everything he has just as he has it. And so when he gets to the moment of hearing about the king of the Jews, whether or not he believes is the king of the people he's ruling over, He doesn't have the energy and he doesn't have the compassion to be able to do the thing that he would best do. He doesn't have the time or the energy to worship this Christ. No, everything he's done up to that moment has been about himself, caring for himself and taking for himself and preserving himself. Everything he did up to the moment impacted what he did in that moment. And so it is with us. 
What are we doing? How are we acting? How are we behaving in every day and every moment? If it's the same kind of self-preservation and self-feeding, then at some point, we're going to get to that moment and we're going to act a little more like Herod than we'd like to believe. We will continue to preserve ourselves and we will continue to take only for ourselves and we will continue to be only for ourselves. But if our time is lived a little more like Christ, by the grace of God, if our time is lived in moments where we practice that listening to others, sharing with others, giving for others, when we arrive at the moments of faith, we'll be in the right time and energy and space to do what we should best do. I want you to consider this week how you feel. Do you have the energy that this faith takes? Do you have the desire that this faith takes? And I don't want you to answer this in what you hope to be. Just answer it honestly. Honestly, where are you? That honesty will bring you to the point where you can say, what do I need to change in order to be in the right place? What do I need grace in because I cannot change it? In all of it, what needs to happen for me to get to this moment as best as I possibly can? God be with you, and God has been with you in the On Your Mark. God be with you, and God has been with you in the Get Set. And as the words go, leave our mouths. God be with you and give you the energy and passion that this moment requires. God be with you. Amen.